Greeting Grapple fans, it's Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, it's the Watch Along, it's February the 1st, 1986, and as we remember from last week, Baron Von Ratchka is going to be here this week, but first, some footage that you'll see later on after these funky titles, of Robert Gibson being dropped throat first onto... James E. Cornett's upended badminton racket. Rather good. So are these funky titles? I do like them very much. Funky titles. Funky titles. Here's Arl Anderson up first. You do see several champions. Champion Sam Houston. Ah, now um, Arn's got the two belt thing going on now because in the past he's been holding one cradle in his hand and putting the other one over his shoulder. Didn't look particularly comfortable with that. Now he's got one over his shoulder and one round his waist. That's the way to do it, Arn. But I gotta put that aside for a moment. I want to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that's the fact that Dusty Rhodes' leg has healed. He has no need, no reason to Just be you, wearing that steel Dusty Rhodes' leg is healed. Is a workman's boot. They wear those for protection. The ankle is healed. I don't think he ever needed the boot to begin with. But I want to know why the NWA, Jim Crockett from Moses, he's wearing some kind of steel steel boot, apparently. Can you tell me about that, Bob? No, no, I cannot. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. I talked to Joseph Swanick, not my doctor, Dusty Rhodes' doctor. You talked to Dusty Rhodes' doctor? You're not allowed to do that. It's patient confidentiality, isn't it? Oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you about about Dusty. I'll tell you all about his ailments. I think you'd be struck off, wouldn't you, if you did that? He heard Ollie Anderson with that boot. Now he's told me I'm next. Bob Connor, what would happen if I came out on national Oh, he's worried about the boot. I was fixing to put you in the hospital. Then lock me up. Well, Dusty Rhodes, I'm not going to put the law on you. We are now under martial law. Oh, we're under martial law, apparently. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if I does, but it sounds good, doesn't it? Go to the ring. The Mid-Atlantic Championship belt, they put it on him. Here we go. His first major title is. Oh, he's being attacked. Who's attacking him? Who's attacking him then? He's putting his shoulders to him. Dusty Loads. Looks like B. Brian Blair. Before I'm from Houston. Oh, and he's got that flying, flying punch. Another big punch to him. Now he's calling for the finisher. It's that standing bulldog, which is quite good actually. And that's it. We don't know who he was fighting. It doesn't really matter. Dear me. Yeah, very quick win. We're seeing it again in slow motion. Just the ending. That's probably just as long as the match was. Who who is he fighting though? 
James J. Dillon, Tully, and the administrative director, Mr. James J. Dillon. I hear these fans chant, I quit, I quit. It gives me a headache. It upsets Mr. Blanchard. Frankly, it's totally uncalled for. Now it's getting out of hand. Totally getting out of hand. You know, the boogeyman, Jimmy Bay, has got a lot of this. He's the man responsible for a lot of it. He comes out here and he gets these people riled up. They start chanting. They do. He may have ruffled my feathers a little bit, but there's no way he's going to take a seasoned professional like Mr. Blanchard and break his concentration, that's for sure. Yes, we see Tony from last week beating up um, Jimmy Valiant. Yeah, he's still in his street clothes. He's taking one of the top professionals out. Well, hit him from behind. It's not surprising, is it? That's a nasty pile driver, though, on the concrete floor that Jimmy Valiant took. That's all they need to see. Put the camera back over here. You know, James J has negotiated uh, Jimmy Valiant's run to Jim Crocker Promotions, wants tape fist matches. He wants this and that and the other. I said, James, it's fine with me because they don't call me the 60-minute man for nothing. Now, Jimmy Valiant, if you think that you've got what it takes to put five pounds of tape and make your hands as hard as his rock and his stone, you can. You get in the ring for those 15 three-minute rounds because Jackson Tate Brown, you're going to be like Tony Tubbs trying to look for a place to hide. Tony Tubbs. Smiley. That's the name of the past, isn't it? Boxer Tony Tubbs. Who's on next? Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Nice tash. And we've got the doctor, Dr. Swanick, who's going to talk to us about Dusty Rhodes. Has he allowed this? I don't know. Rick Flair. It has been four months, and we're going to talk to Dr. Swanick to find out the condition of Dusty Rhodes. Obviously, the fans are pleased that he's back wrestling. How's he doing right now? I'm happy to say that he's fully recovered now. He's completed his um, rehabilitation program, has been uh, careful in protecting the ankle. The ankle has healed solidly, and uh, he's ready to go. I don't think he needs any further Dr. protection. Dr. Joseph Astwalik. So but is he allowed to say that? I'm sure well, maybe he is. He's all right now. Is yeah, he? he? Surely just he can't. Can you? I don't think can a doctor say he's okay now? Of the boot right now? I mean, to an employer, okay, well, I suppose, Mid-Atlantic's an employer, but I mean, what do you, oh, I don't know. Right now, and he can take off that boot. He can take off that boot. Baby doll, baby doll, you just heard that. What do you think about Dusty Rose not having to wear the boot? That's fine. The boot was there for protection only because of what Arn, Ole Anderson, and what Tully Blanchard did to break Dusty's ankle. All it was was for protection. As long as I've known Dusty, yeah, protection. he's never had to wear it as a weapon. It's always been for protection so that they could re-injure that ankle. That's the only Sounds reason like Seahorse. Maybe they're actually called Seahorse coming in. told you were next, and your time is coming. Because you can come out here and call me a stooge all you want to, but Baby Doll has a mind of her own, and Dusty Rhodes is going to get you. Baby Doll, all right, fans, to the ring. From East Germany. Here comes Baron von Ratschke. Nice. Certainly is. But he was. I mean, is he still wrestling? Baron von Ratschke. Just bear with me a minute. A lot more heavy words coming from... All camps and different uh, personalities and people and baby doll and we saw that Dusty's ankle is healed now but there's another man whose ankle's not healed right now. That's Ole. Oh, 
Ollie. Yes, Ollie. Oh, she's tired. Alan seems to be doing well here, lots of stomps and... Big forearm on the back. Nice back breaker. Oh, and a bit of a, a bit of a kind of leg shaker for his opponent. Can't remember what he's called. He was here last week as well. They've not announced him, I don't think. Rocky King. There you go. Here last week, finally muscled, putting the um, the punches to Baron von Ratchka, who just returns one of his own, a big clubbing forearm. Oh no. Back elbow. It's meat and potatoes in it, but he had a long career with it, and fair enough. Here comes the claw. He's got it on. He's got the claw on. Rocky's fighting it. You can see how devastating that claw is. You can't really. He's double handing it. He's back he's on his back. He's Rocky King. It falls once. It falls twice. The arm. Aren't you doing the third time? Rocky King's still moving. He won't let it go. Fun Rashka won't let it go. That's a nasty, nasty man there, you see. I think he was always a villain, wasn't he? I think he was always a heel. The might of Germany in the Paul Jones camp, apparently. And here they are, Barbarian and Baron Baron Rommachki with number one, Paul Jones. That's right, I told everybody, 86 is going to be the year of the Barbarian. Bob, I'm putting up $10,000. Anybody can defeat the Barbarian and a feat of strength. It sounds like he's calling the, the Barbarian the ball bearing, doesn't it? The ball bearing. So he put up $10,000 if anybody can beat the ball bearing. So brother, you wrestlers, you line up because the ball bearing is here. I've got $10,000. The ball bearing is here. Well, Baron Rachka is just showing us the claw. Smiling though. You know, we're all in great sympathy for the pressure that was injured in the hands of the road warriors. But I am offering my other man, Baron Vyraski, to his support to anything that the Russians want. Oh, he's offering Von Rachki to the Russians. What about that, Von Rachki? I have to say, he sounds like Nikita Koloff, doesn't he? Does Von Ratchka them get on very well? I would say, probably understand each other very well. He's approaching the camera, Von Ratchka. Now, who we got here? Oh, it's Ronnie Garvin, the rugged one. A rugged Ronnie Garvin. Around the rugged Ronnie Garvin, the rugged rascal ran. A 
Oh yeah, from East Germany, you see, that's another comrade. <sighs> now, I don't know who Rugged Ronnie is fighting here. He got to the ropes. Rugged Ronnie's got a, a headlock on, working it. There's a trip, he's got him down, he's still got the headlock on, that's quite nice. It looks like a kind of, sort of dragon sleeper, actually. He's cinching down on it. Vernon Deegan, was that? Vernon Deegan. He got back to his feet, but he just got a slap in the chops for his troubles. Oh, and he's got that, he's, he's, got, he's got that sort of, um, he's got a sort of arm lock submission on. It's a bit odd. Yeah, he's really pulling on it, Ronnie. It's just an arm crank, though, really. Oh, that was a big slap that Vernon sold very well. He really hit the mat hard there. Here come the punches and a kick. Vernon's down. Got a lovely mullet, as Vernon. Oh, nice backdrop from Ronnie. That's a big move in these days. Oh, that's a massive punch. It's a big right hand. He really, um, he really wound up for it, did Ronnie? Hands of stone. There you go. Here's the Rock and Roll Express. Crowd is softly screaming for the Rock and Rolls. Here we go, Rock and Roll chant starting. Yeah, he's still talking, even though he took that, that badminton racket to the throat. He seems to have suffered no problems whatsoever. But what's going to do when we get a hold of you? Yeah. Now we know being a champion is we defend these belts every night. And if you make one mistake, you can lose them. Well, Jimmy True. Cornette, you make one mistake, brother, Jimmy Cornack. Did he call him there? Jimmy Cornack. Yeah, well, that's, that's in keeping with the badminton racket to the throat, isn't it? James E. Cornack. He's, get, he's, he's getting... It's getting hyped up. Is Ricky and he's he's kind of touching his his neck there because it's hurting him. His throat's hurting. Yes. Oh, right. How come we are the champions, and how come we're gonna stay that way? Oh yeah, nice one. All right, the world tag team champions and the man they're talking about. Get a muscle on, on Ricky there. Jim Here's Jim Cornack. Oh, take a look at the team that's gonna win your belts. 
Here come Condry and Eaton. Bobby Eaton is in a kind of um he's got he's got um sort of a glittery jacket on and he's got um well it's purple actually, purple jacket with uh, with flashes of uh it's a singlet. A singlet and he's got uh, he's got flashes of um of silver lame on there and he's got white boots and he's got pink pink wrestling tights on. It's a bit odd. It's a bit weird. But it's in keeping, really. <coughs> Excuse me, I've still got this strong in my throat, you know. There they are, hogging James. It's a bit restrained tonight. He's got um, powder blue kecks on, strides on, a dark blue shirt, sky blue tie, and a sort of lilac jacket, but Quite a muted lilac. Certainly not the kind of um, purple and pink outfit that uh, Bobby's got. It's extraordinary, actually. Is that Pistol pa Pistol Pez? Pistol Paws. Pistol, Pistol Paws Wheatley. Pistol Pez has taken down Bobby with a Hurricane Rana. Who's in with him? Certainly getting hyped up, wherever he is. Laying the punches into Bobby. High cross body to Dennis. Oh, it's uh, it's a black shirt and uh, and sky blue tie that Cornet's wearing. Doesn't make it any any better, does it? It's not a great ensemble. Well, who is he? Who's the youngster? Here comes Pez back in. Certainly do. It's a great feud of this. The Rock and Rolls versus the, uh, the Midnight Express. It really was. Big slam from uh, Bobby. He got Pistol Pez up there. A big guy as well, Pistol. Oh, and that's that big elbow drop off the top. Trying for the pin. You won't get a pin on Pistol Pez. Not like that. Crowd of, crowd of pop for that, actually. They like Pistol. Here comes his partner. Who is he? Kind of loving this comeback. Denny Brown. Or well, he's called Denny Brown. Okay. Rock and roll chant.
upsets Jim Cornette. Almost takes a wild man. Everybody hears that chant, rock and roll. Now Cornette uh, has led his team right on the threshold of that world tag team titles, and uh, they are really a good team and a strong contender. They certainly are. Oh, Bobby caught him with the back elbow, running in. Denny Brown, inexperienced, just see there. Here comes uh, lover boy Dennis. That's a nice butterfly suplex. This is a longer match, which is good, really. You know, you, know, you get a lot of squashes here, don't you? <laughs> that are short. Oh, double back elbow to Denny there. Pistol Pez won't like that. He's coming to. Oh no, he came in to try and break up the to try and break up the pin. Didn't get there in time, or didn't bother. One of the two. And that's the pin. It's a good match that actually. It was quite competitive, I thought. So they got a win from a double elbow. Let's have a look. Well, a kind of, a kind of double, double forearm. Oh, I don't know. It's not really a very good ending. It's not great, is it? Whoever, whoever was booking that match and, and talked through it, thought, well, well, we'll win by a double forearm. They've got Pez Watley straight out of the ring, talking. He's, he's breathing a bit heavily. Of course he is. He's been in the match. Yes, it is. Here's Sam. Come on, Sam, you're the champion. And, uh, Give us at least something bombastic. Yeah, but you, you've not learned promo skills, it seems. Everybody is, is hungry, they want this belt, they want this title, and I've got to do what I can to keep it. Well, how long you kept it for? Right I've not checked because I don't, I, I want to just see what happens. Oh no, I have checked, I checked last week, didn't I? I think he won it for about, uh, yeah, about six weeks or so. A month, a couple of months. Everybody shoots for you when you're on the top. Here's Pez. He's got a good promo skill, Pez. Sam Houston Hill for the accomplishments that he made and the time that he destroyed, yeah, that Russian mountain. Well, I'm going to tell you about some other things that's going on around Come here. on, Paz, tell us. I believe you're on the run. Nice. Yeah. I believe you don't lost baby doll. You in the middle see, of the You see, the crowd love him. So you're on the run. And yet he never really had a run, did he, with, with titles? I mean, I don't think. To try to get your respect back. I mean, he was, I remember him being really a sort of uh, you know, not a jobber, but someone who was on the a lower rung in the WWF. But they love him here, don't they? Let's have a look. Let's just see. Great. Pez Watley, here we go. Oh, it's Manny Fernandez and Tony Zayn. Let's see if he won anything in Mid-South. No, in, uh, in Mid-Atlantic. He didn't, you know. He didn't. 
They won Mid-American Tag Team Champions in Ray Candy. ICW, International Championship Wrestling. Won the Heavyweight Championship there. Um, and the Southern Heavyweight Championship in Florida. But that's about all. Oh, he's, oh, he's passed. Oh, that's just a shame. Passed in 2005. It's a shame he left behind four children. Well, he's really popular here, and I'm surprised he didn't get a belt, you know. Anyway, here's the Raging Bull, Manny. <coughs> nice drop kick from Manny to Zayn. Waiting for him. Showing off that mullet nicely. Looking like he's enjoying himself. Yeah, he's smiling, Manny. You don't want to see Manny smiling at you like that. Frightening. It's got a, it's got a wrist lock. Has Manny. You could. That's what wrestling's all about. The sneak attack. That's part of it. Ooh, that's it. The nice flying forearm from Manny. That'll be the pin, because it was quite athletic. So that'll be the pin. Didn't last long. Yeah. We are going to see it again. Unfortunately, we are. It was quite athletic. He jumped. He's thrown to the turnbuckle, but he comes out, jumps out the turnbuckle, leapfrogs over him, and then a flying forearm. It's a bit Tito, isn't it? Arriba! Here's Ron Bass. He's got that tash curled. I can't make my tash curl like that, you know. I think you need a really small tash at the end, and mine's a bit full. It curls, but not like that. Ron is a face here, isn't he? He's a good guy. He vacillated, didn't he, between uh, good guy and, and, and heel. Just explain yourself, Jones, because you got somebody interested. Oh, he's coming for Paul Jones' money. He's going to try and beat the ball bearing. Here's Jimmy. Yeah, but you seem all right. You were piled driven on the concrete, and you seem okay now. Yeah, should you be wearing a soft collar or something? Leaning into the beam, having a pile driver on the concrete. It's a big move, isn't it? But it seems like you're all right. Would be concerned. <clears throat> I'm talking to you, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon. Yes. They thought by Paul Draven, the Boogerman. And I'll say something, brother. Go on. It took two of them when Tully Blanchard had me up. J.J. Dillon had me by the ankles right on the concrete. I don't think and he I'll did. Did he? I didn't I see that. I don't think JJ grabbed his ankles or anything. I don't think JJ attacked him from the back with Tully. It was just Tully. I think JJ was there. 
you know, to, to encourage him. I don't think he grabbed his ankles, did he? Maybe I missed that. Maybe he did, eh? So it's that crazy, and it's gonna get crazier. This man rose my blood. You know your boogie man take care of himself. This man rose boogie woogie man knows that this guy rose to take care of himself. So tell him Blanchard, your plan didn't work. It's gonna be me and you and JJ in a tight fist. That's what I'm Ah, tight fist match. He's even taken the do rag off. Oh, he's angry. The Midnight Express right here, Jim Cornette. Jim, it's unusual to have them out here with you. Well, first of all, I got my boys out here just because the Rock and Roll Express... Oh, he's good when Jim Cornette's doing a bit of a promo. Sure there's no problems, if you know what I mean. Now, a lot of teeny boppers, little 12-year-old girls all across the country, five, 6,000 have write me, why'd you hurt Ricky Morton? Why'd you do that to Ricky? Well, let me tell you something. In the history of the Cornette family, there is no... Shut up with that Rock and Roll family. <laughs> They're angry with the... The chance of rock and roll. A rock kind of roll. A rock kind of roll. I want to be the number one manager. To do that, you got to manage a world champion. You are the number one manager, mate. I know you think you need a world champion, but in my eyes, you are the number one manager at this time. Because Heenan's not really in his pomp yet. He will be the next year. And they are going to win the World Tag Team title for me from the Rock and Roll Express. No matter what we have to do to Ricky and Robert to get it done, we are going to win. How rude. That music coming in. How rude. That's, that's very sweet. That's what, this is my time. Who's this? Is it the Rock and Rolls? Have they spoiled the party for the Midnight Express? It would seem so. Here they are, coming to the ring. But well, they have a scheduled match. It's just that someone put the music on a bit soon. Now, who are they fighting? One of these guys has got not much hair on the top, it doesn't look like, and an enormous ponytail at the back. Oh, no, he's got a, he's got a hat on, hasn't he? Let's have a look. Yeah, he's got a massive ponytail. Is it a hat? Alexander Gene Liggins. Well, it's Gene Liggins, isn't it? And who's the other guy? I can't see whether it's his hair. No, it's a, it's a, it's a hat with a big thing at the back, like a big ponytail. I'm not expecting this one last very long. Here's Gene Liggins having a go. He's, he's thrown Gibson. To the, to the turnbuckle, but Gibson got out of the way. Takes him down with a headlock. Yes, a headlock. Yeah. Hip toss counter. Here are the fans. Looking a bit dazed and confused, to be honest. Here comes Ricky. Do you know, I mean, that's a point, you know. Their high-flying manoeuvres really did bring people back into the tag team world. I think we can claim that in some way, certainly in the NWA area. Oh, actually, the guy who had the, the hat on with the big sort of ponytail down the back has got a little, a little ponytail at the back of his hair. He hasn't got much on top. 
but he's got a little ponytail at the back. Somebody Alexander. For Nelson from Robert into a Ricky kick, into a roll up. That's nice stuff. They certainly are. Bound to be. Oh, big punches from Robert. Here comes Liggins again. Another headlock. He's really working it. Oh, he's really grinding it in. In a way that's not really very effective. Crowd cheering for the Express. He's taken Robert down now with that headlock. Gene Liggins. In comes Ricky and he gets a headlock for, him, for his own. Oh, but he's broken it. And he's dropped the knee to him. What's Ricky going to do now? Going to bring Robert in again. Hip toss. That's not exciting. Not exciting. Double drop kick. That looks good for the time. And there is your pin on Gene Liggins. And the rock and rolls are very, very popular. We are, inevitably, again and again and again, because it's their finisher, they do it well, the double drop kick. I'm not saying it's a problem, it's just that this is 1986 and that's a big move in those days. They are the golden express of success apparently, actually, they are really, aren't they, at the moment. Who have we got now? Got Sam Houston back, as if once wasn't enough, here he is again with Ronnie Garvin. Now, neither of these two are known for their promo skills. Come on, Sam. I mean, he's just, he's just really softly spoken. That is true. He is the head honcho. All I want to do right now is say, now... Can you hear him? I can't hear him that well. Actually, just get some, get some volume up, mate. Get a bit of bombast in. Dusty Rhodes came out with a long time ago and said kid if you're going to make it it's a long hard ride and I feel like, like right now that I'm I'm being successful in that ride to the top and, and I want everybody Bob Coddle's desperate to kind of keep it going keep best. going don't stumble over your words and this man right here Ronnie Garvin is a top contender right here for the world heavyweight championship and I think that Ronnie if he yeah he's a, a, and he won it of course Ronnie Ron, you're right up not for long but he won it congratulate Sam because he'd like to incredulate Sam I think he means congratulate he wants to incredulate him off off goes Sam yeah burning desire people coming out here screaming you know Tully Blanchard Arn Anderson uh, Rick Flair, all those guys are screaming and hollering. See, you can't go around beating up on people and doing bad things to folks and not expecting to get paid back. No. Nope. That's what's going to happen. You know, oh, payback. Right 
you know, and I know Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA, you know, they're going to take care of business because I know personally I'm taking care of business and Ric Flair, you are mine. Like I said before, I'm the master of Ric Flair in 1986 and I'm going to take it. Oh, did he do that in 1986? I don't think he did. Was it 1987 he got it? Oh, Ronnie stayed around and here comes Manny Fernandez. You know, there's a lot of people claim to be world champions, you know, Ric Flair claims to be the world heavyweight champion, which he might be at the time, because a controversial decision. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Man, you talk about... Not heard Manny speak very often, and he's got that kind of Pez Watley feel to him, I like that. Because I guarantee you one thing, they call this man hands a stone, well, he punches it out. Well, this backhand, it's stop an elephant, baby, and you're far from being an elephant. And there's another guy oh. running around called a little bitty Arnie Anderson. Oh. A little, listen, little Bo Peep. Oh. Apparently, you lost your sheep. Oh. When you come after this little Bo Peep. He's calling him. And I'll tell you right. something else. I'll introduce you to my little senorita from Shelby. And if you think she's the fat Mexican broad, me and you are going to go down and I'm going to put burritos all in your face. Because you say you don't mess oh. with a dog in his backyard well you don't mess with a bull in his own pasture. Shelby, North Carolina, daddy. Right. If you want me, you come get me. Tell him, Ronnie. I'm going to tell you, well said, you know. He's one of my favorite guys. You know why? Because the bull does it like the way I like it. You know, you That's go out there and you fight. You put everything you got, you put it on the line. You go well, out there yes. and you do your best. That's all can be expected of you. And that's exactly what he does. That's why I like his style. I like his personality. And I'm going to tell you, Ric Flair, you've done had a little taste of my personality. You had a little taste of my ability. But I'm going to tell you something. Indeed. Your number is up very, 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 very soon. Ronnie Garvin, the Raging Bull. Yeah, he won the championship in 87, Ronnie. You're going to see the world's television champion, Arn Anderson, with his title on the line in this world television championship match. World cha television championship match. Oh, and he's, uh, he's facing the Italian Stallion. Actually, this is a, 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 a you know, it's a title match and it's a, 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 a less of a squash match. We've got nine minutes for this. Should be over fairly quickly. Because they'll want a bit of shenanigans before they go, won't they? But, you know, Arn's just great in the ring. Italian Stallion, okay. Arn, fantastic. He was a power lifter, Arn Anderson, wasn't he? His autobiography is quite, quite a good read, you know, actually. Well, he's bailed as Arn. Crowd are loving that. That's nice. Nice psychology from Arn. Referring it to the fans. Yeah, that's lovely. Arn Anderson has said that he will put that belt up each and every week on TV against top competitors. Well, he's got one in there. He better not take this man to lightly. Well, it's, a, it's an arm ringer. The Italian stallion that a hammerlock, putting the boots to it, or putting the knee to it, should I say? Yeah, guys like the raging bull right here on our television. Oh, glory day! Yeah, no clean break from Arn. The referee's calling for it. Doesn't seem very happy. But Arn's putting the, the knee and the and the elbows to him. Now he's cranking on the head. He could really do his thing a different camera angle. There we go. 
We did get to see Arn's uh, back end there, but now we get to see the Italian stallion selling it well, actually. Oh, I like that. Putting the sole of the boot to the nose. I like that. Big slam from Arn. I think he's going to get the the knee oh, right to the right to the sternum. Arn knows what he's doing in that ring, doesn't he? He's cranking on it again. Cranking on the head. Not actually doing anything. He's pushing the down on the forehead and up on the jaw. Not really doing anything. Face lock? <clears throat> it's not really though, is it? That was weird. That was strange. The Italian stallion went to grab the head of Arn and the referee slapped his hands away. Wasn't pulling the hair or anything. Oh, Arn's taking him down now. It's a wear down hold. Stomping him. See, I don't mind those wear down holds. Those warehouse holds. Those wear down holds with Arn because, you know, he's... Um, He's precise and he looks good. I think he's got a bit of pep and a bit of nastiness in it. And that precision, of course. Now he's got a, a chin lock, reverse chin lock. And he's selling it. I don't mind, you know, because he sells it. He knows what he's doing. And the crowd are loving the Italian stallion trying to fight from this. Oh. Picture in picture, we've got Baby Doll. Dear me. It was 1986. Even so, though. Yeah, maybe the way you feel, but the rules aren't like that, are they? Never mind rules. I'll drive on the other side of the road if I want to. That sort of thing, you know. Arn's got another reverse chin lock here and the Stallion's selling well, but we could do with a few different moves now, actually, Arn. He's a big, he's a big breather moves. He is referring to the crowd, though, which I like a lot. He's worried that Dusty's going to appear. He's distracted, and it means the Italian stallion's able to try and get out of that hold. Oh, Arn's pulled the hair. The referee didn't see it. That's good heel work from Arn. The camera was right there. Pulled the hair, took him down to the mat. And now he's uh, laying in the punches. Yes. He's looking round for Dusty. This is very good. Where are you? Yeah, the distraction means the Italian stallion gets a chance to come back. Punches. Anything else? No, punches. 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 Nothing else from the Italian stallion then. Here comes a move. Shoulder block. Crowd are loving it though. Because the psychology's good. And because Arn Anderson's a good character. He's rolled him up. Arn kicks out immediately. Not even a one count. Oh, 
Nice backdrop, quite smooth from the Italian stallion there. Goes for another one. Put his head down. Went to the well one time too many. That's what Bob told us. Got a knee in the face. From Arn. Oh, there's that face front slam. Is he going to go for a pin with that? He's got a pin from that. It's a face buster manoeuvre. He's got a pin from a face buster. Face drop, they're calling it. Well, I don't know about that. It's not really a, it's not a finishing manoeuvre, is it? This is 1986, but even so. Blimey. Mind you, I recently saw a promotion that wanted to tell me that you could get a pin from somebody missing a leg drop. Oh, here's uh, JJ and Tully in again. We've only got a certain amount of wrestlers here this week. Get Sam Houston in again. I don't think he did. Yeah, I think he... Because he handed the stuff to him, didn't he? I don't... Th I, I'm not sure that he, he, he was involved. I do like JJ, you know. Very intelligent, very calm. Yeah, the doctor went on national television. Interesting. Maybe, maybe that's okay. I think. Maybe that's okay. The boogeyman Jimmy Vine is going to perform some kind of a miracle and stop Tully Blanchard, and he thinks he's going to do it with his fist tape. Brother, it'll never happen. In That'll be a good match, day. that fist so Jay, tape Jay, fist Jay, match. I can see that JJ and Tully can have some great fun with that. Now, everybody knows <clears throat> the intelligence level that I have and the expertise I have in the ring. Now, if you think that there's a chance that Jimmy Vine is going to knock me out and embarrass me, in a tape fist match, do you think I'd allow Mr. Dillon... That's great. JJ's just laughing all over his face there. Jimmy Valiant, you get in that ring. Ten three-minute rounds, brother. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. If you're in good enough shape to stay with me, that's Bing, bing, bing. Bing Crosby's not there, is he? He's talking about the punches. The Dusty Rhodes is sending out, hoping and praying something may happen to me. All right, fans, we'll see you next week. Nice one. That's a good episode. Now, again... We've got lots of squatchers, but there's loads of very big people there. We've got Rashka in there, Von Rashka, and the, and the ball bearing, and, well, yeah, Sam Houston, and, and Arn, it's great, and JJ, love it. And I'll be watching next week, senior producer, Virgil Runnels, uh, Dave Crockett's in there as well, of course, and uh, I'm enjoying this, and I hope you are too. So, see you next week. Ta-ta.